0: Bitch, hang on. I need to go move my fucking dog. <laughs> go eat your <a> carrot.
1: <laughs> why are you giving your dogs a carrot?
0: They fucking love carrot. And I made a coffee and I don't even like it. Wait, why don't you like it? Cause it's just, it's gross. What?
1: <laughs> How do you have your coffee?
0: Well, I made it wrong, clearly. Are you a milk person? Yeah. I'm not. No, I am, and I, I think I put too much in. It's just. Cause... See, so yeah, I'm more of a. If I go to like Costa or something, I'm always getting like the fruit coolers. Mm. Get me a fruit cooler or strawberry lemonade. No. And they're like so. They never fucking have strawberry lemonade. I'm like, you might as well take it off your fucking menu because I've been to three Costa's <laughs> now and none of you fucking have it. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Mine's funny this week. Is yours. Oh, I- Well I say this week like everyone heard last week. Fucking this is episode three point two. Yeah, sorry. Good morning. That's Amy.
1: And that's Holly. (laughs) We sound so depressed.
0: It is early. Yeah. And we have to record episode three again. (laughs) Because Amy didn't save it last time. I know. It was ninety-six minutes. I mean, I'm not pointing the finger, but Amy didn't say that. Yeah, it was me? I take full responsibility for this. (laughs) It was so funny because I didn't even see your text first thing in the morning. I I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter, like, because someone liked it and then replied. So I went on Twitter first (laughs) thing and I saw the tweet and I was like, as if I've just fucking found that out from a tweet. You should have checked my messages. I tried to FaceTime you about
1: five times (laughs) at 3am. I sent you about 20
0: texts. (laughs) Well, then I went and it was like, I'm going to go check these texts, because if she hasn't texted me, I'm going to kill her.
1: <laughs> yeah. I also Snapchatted you like ten times, and I even sent emails off our account. You didn't notice any of this.
0: <laughs> Everyone checks Twitter first. I mean, I wasn't a Twitter person. I'm converting you. Yeah. And I, I didn't even have it downloaded on my phone. What? I know. That's like I... the only thing I go on. <laughs> she didn't. I'm more of an Instagram gal. And
1: we should talk about the fact that we released our first episode yesterday. Well, <laughs> last night,
0: today, technically today. Technically today, nine hours ago. Yeah. Oh God. And the response we've got from everyone has just been like, so good.
1: Yeah, I've been like basically crying the whole of last night and I couldn't sleep because I was freaking out so much because I was so like, I, I don't know if scared's the right word, excited.
0: It's like nervous, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Anticipation. But everyone we've heard from has been like, oh my god, I love the episode, you've got a new listener from me, so thank you all. Leave a comment, leave <laughs> a comment,
0: like and subscribe. <laughs> but leave a comment, let us know what, if we're doing anything wrong, If even if it's like you think we're being disrespectful in any way, let us know because we want to learn and like grow from that.
1: Yeah, 100%, like we always, always, always want you to tell us like... Call us out on improve? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me I'm being dumb, because I know I am, but I don't realise sometimes. Please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, the episode we did record, we had the really fun idea, because we're going away, to do crimes from the country that we're visiting. Mm -hmm. So, I completely ignored that on the episode that didn't record. It's probably karma, because I was just like, nah, sorry. So we are going to do them at some point, but you will hear them, but not right now because we want to leave a little bit of time.
0: Yeah, we have to do them again, but another time because it won't be. We won't actually have fun with it. We'll just be like, Reading "This is it the back. part where you laugh."
1: But we found new crimes from the countries we're going to. Yeah, which has worried me even more to be oh honest with you. So when I was researching this, I literally typed in because I'm going to Hungary. I typed in. Murders from Hungary. And the first article that pops up is a BBC News article. And it says, 100 to 200 murders a year. Something is very wrong with Hungary. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I find this out like four days before I'm going. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Okay, am I going first? Yeah, you're first this week.
0: My serial killer this week. It's a serial uh, killer. Yes. Ooh. Hamdi Kaya Pinar. And I'm not sure if that's the right name, but we're going to go with Hamdi because that's the easier one.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So he was born... Oh my pronunciation, this is going to be so bad. There's a Mine's lot of names. Same. So he was born in 1979 in Erinköy neighborhood of the Melikgazi district in Turkey. Okay, cool. He had three siblings and they earned their livelihood like on a scrapyard. Okay. that's just background so they all like worked and lived together and stuff so in 1994 he committed his first murder he was 14 okay and he strangled his sibling no <laughs> I knew he was going to be a sibling he strangled his sibling with like an electrical cord saying that uh, he believed his parents liked his sibling more than him so out of jealousy oh no don't favoritize your children, kids <laughs> please they will kill each other <laughs> like i'm one of four yeah i'm one of three so we all know parents have favorites but don't but I
1: mean i never wanted to strangle them you know i
0: mean i've wanted to but not like kill them strangle not them actually wanted to though yeah okay so he was in prison for this but he was released after four years
1: so he's like 18 yeah oh
0: great what was this excuse? is like one of the most like biggest flaws in all legal systems, I think, is when juveniles commit crimes and they get let out at 18, like, you're an adult now. You should know what you're doing. Yeah. It's like, no, he still killed someone. That was only four years ago. Yeah. So 1998, he's let out. Year of my birth. (laughs) Well, then on the 30th of March, businessman Yasar Sazia, aged 46, was shot dead by a bullet in the back of the head in front of his home. His body was found the next morning and his money and wristwatch were stolen. So he gets out of prison and, like, fucking straight, straight back on the street. Yeah, so a few days after the murder of Yazar, Hamdi was arrested with his brother and the two confessed to the robbery of a hunting shop, but they couldn't link him to the murder, so they only served four months. Ugh. Yeah.
1: This is going to be a frustrating episode.
0: Because yes. I feel like
1: both of ours are just getting out of jail. Yeah. Over
0: and over This again. is what I mean. So, like, the one you... Uh, you Not you guys haven't heard, but you will hear. Yeah. Is like this as well. And he just yeah. kept getting out of jail and getting out of jail. So, about a year later, in April 99... So, that's in March. So, he gets out July and then in April 99. Oh, Ibrahim God. Idemir, age 37, was shot as he was riding his bicycle on the way home. He was hit with a shotgun and severely wounded. But the attacker left him there, even though, like... Ibrahim said that he noticed that he hadn't killed him, so he just wounded him. Oh, and just yeah, left he didn't him. kill him. Yeah, and like he knew that he hadn't killed him, but he just left him there, which is weird. Well, then, three days after this, a worker, Bunyamin Silvertop, aged twenty-five, was shot in the same area. He again was only wounded. And then a week after this, the body of Memis Dinkazlan, aged fifty-two, was found in the canal. The residents from around the canal. Dubbed the shooter the Canal Canaveri, or the Cannibal the Canal Mobster. Okay, so he's now that was now he's got a serial killer name. Yeah, he's got a serial killer name that he dubbed himself that I will tell you later on, but I'm not gonna call him that Uh, because I ain't giving giving him him that. Yeah, I'm not giving I'm not calling him by his fucking I'm this. You'll hear it as well, and you he's an arrogant prick, right? So. Then police officer Ilhan Duras was shot and severely wounded in the leg while chasing the suspect on foot. However, during this, police were able to identify him as like 1.6 meters tall, a slim man in his twenties. Okay. So they have like a rough idea of what he looks yeah, like now. Yeah. So then nothing happened for the next two years, and towards but then towards the end of 2000, a night watchman of the canal station by the by the canal, that all the others have been shot by. Um, called Ibrahim Genk was found dead by employees. He had valuable stolen and was shot at close range. And then a month after this, 31st of January 2000, Devar, aged 47, a coal trader was shot by an attacker with a shotgun. The trader ran away and like they saw the victim was only wounded again.
1: So why is he just wounding people?
0: It's like he's just shooting people and like if he kills them he kills them. If he kills them he'll steal from them and if he doesn't he's like, oh, well, I'm only shooting once. anyway. Yeah, Yeah. like, he's like, I'm only shooting once, so I'm not going to do it again.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. So then, a few days after this, three bodies are found by the canal. So, Kafir Sahin and Abdullah Aslan had been shot in the neck, and construction worker Ali Aras was shot in the chest by a shotgun. The valuables were all gone again, and the shell casing was left at the scene this time, which is, like, a big piece of evidence later on. So, in 2001, the Kayseri Police contacted Robert W. Taylor, who was a lecturer of criminal law in the University of North Texas, on the investigation of serial killers. So they're basically like, we need Ooh. someone that's going to gonna help us like see this pattern and stuff.
1: It's like in Mindhunter, when yeah. like the FBI goes and the police officer asks them for help because they've got a serial killer. That's why I wrote it
0: down, because I was like, okay. it's very Mindhunter-esque. Yeah. Right, but it's all from like Wikipedia <laughs> and Murderpedia and, st- and like there's a couple of articles as well, but like the Turkish articles oh, yeah. so I can't pronounce them. So further ing- investigations into these murders shows that they all occurred within a ten kilometer radius around the canal, and it was thought the perpetrator was from the area as they knew the area very well, and Kaya Pana was the only suspect from that area. And when he wasn't there, it was there was like a nineteen month gap in the murders. Oh. That's it was I when he know. was away on because um, they have to do, I, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> he was away because they have to do compulsory military service in Turkey. Oh. Yeah, so he was away for 19 months while that happened. Um. So he had been interrogated the day after the police, the, the attack of the police officer, but he was released for lack of evidence. It's always lack of evidence. His house was invaded in 2001, like, later in 2001. And they raided it at midnight, um, but he was able to escape barefoot from the house. The police found um, a pair of bloodstained trousers which had the blood of Kafir Sahin on, um, which is the last murder victim.
1: Yes, surely they have enough evidence now. So they have
0: enough evidence now, but he's escaped the house. Of course. Yeah, so, (laughs) but um, they spoke to his sister, and um, she showed police where he buried his shotgun and said that he had threatened her with death as well. <gasps> yeah. He was like, um, I've already taken one of you out. I probably, which so is though. like terrifying. I know. You'd take um, that seriously,
1: wouldn't you? I'd call the
0: police. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so if your if like, sibling committed a crime, would you like call the police on them? Yeah. <laughs> so would I. Someone asked 100%. me the other day and they were like, oh, I don't know, I talked to them. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. no. I'd be like, "Um, hello? (laughs) (laughs) She's just confessed to me. Like, they're sat right in front of me. They've just confessed to me. um, They're here. You need to come and pick them up now, please. So, he had escaped on foot, and his sister had shown them where the shotgun was. They had the shotgun, they had the trousers. He then turned up at the police station the next day to ask, like, what all the fuss was about, like, why he was being arrested. He just couldn't keep himself away. He was like too nosy. <laughs> he was like, he was I like "Oh, know. I just want to know, like, what what you're being arre- what, what arrested for." That's like he doesn't need to know what he's been arrested for, though. He needs to know what evidence they've got. That's why yeah. he turned up. But then he was confronted with all the evidence they had, and that's when he began to talk. Right? Oh, I love it. when So they during the to talk. investigation, yes, yeah, <laughs> have you watched like interrogation videos and stuff? Yeah. Have you watched? Um, have you heard of Chris Watts in America? No. He like killed his wife and like two children, his pregnant wife and two children, right? But like he's, he, I've watched, the, you can watch the interrogation on YouTube, like the whole thing, and it's like, it's hours long, so you can like skip through bits, but he's basically like, no I didn't hurt them, I didn't hurt them. And he's like literally like bare face lying to them and then they leave him alone with his dad. And his dad's like, if you've done something, you need to tell them. And then they come back in and he starts like crying and saying that it was an accident and all this. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's, like, okay. I... It's really, like... I don't like listening to serial killers talk about their crimes when they're, like, oh, yeah, I did this and I don't care. Yeah. It's, like, when when they're being... In, I like watching the interrogations, because I like watching I love the it when episodes. they have a mental breakdown and then they're, like, shit, I'm going to prison and they're crying and you're, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 100%. So then, um... During his investigation, Kaya stated that he hated people as he had been marginalised since his release from prison the first time. Had he though? Because he killed someone within like two weeks, I swear. Well, I mean, that's probably why he was marginalised, was probably a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah. you came out of prison and you killed someone straight away, like, you weren't going to be the most sociable person at the party. W- what was his name? So then, this is where he gives himself the nickname of Avchi or The Hunter. Yeah, and then he returned to his... He, like, referred to his victims as Av, which is prey, and the money he stole as Geniet or Bounty. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. In, um... I wrote that he wanted to... He was a pirate wannabe.
1: Yeah. In the book we're reading... I I... finished it last night. Did you? Oh, my God. It's so good. There's a quote from that where he says, when he's talking about the Golden State, killer he says yeah. the hunter becomes the hunted
0: yeah he was a fucking dumbass so <laughs> during his trial in 2001 Kaya Pena told the judge that he had won the bet he had made with another serial killer
1: oh my god who's the other um, one
0: say it ahmed um and they basically made a bet on how many people they could kill that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's, like, the most disgusting thing, isn't Who? it? And I've not heard that before, either. I've, like, no. said Angela was making bets with each other. I know that they liked, like... Well, I don't... It. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So, he was sentenced to 169 years and 7 months <gasps> for the... No, don't be happy yet. Oh. So, he was sentenced to 169 years and 7 months, um, which amounted to two life sentences... 12 and a half years for stealing property and 16 years for causing injury. Right. right. The story's not finished. Yeah, I've got like two pages left. Okay. So he was kept in solitary confinement for two years and he served his sentence, served like that sentence in closed prisons in Kayseri and Saras. Then he was transferred to the semi open prison in Ankara. Why is it always a semi open prison in Turkey? I don't, no, I don't
1: get it. What? Why? So murder
0: people just keep him in just keep him in a cell like it's not that, that, that it's not that hard. So then but like that's in accordance with the old law on incarceration so they have to get transferred to a semi-open prison. but still I mean he was sentenced to 169 years and he was transferred after two so frustrating. So then, they went. He went on an official free daytime leave. So they get daytime leave as well. What does he do in his daytime? Is he with? Where does he go? He he goes with. with, I think he goes with a guard, or maybe not. I don't know. They like he's got to tell them where he's going or something. But he didn't come back, and he was treated as an escapee due to an on leave violation. But then, and this is like way down the line. So this is like two thousand like fifteen, ish. And then in February 2016, he was caught in the house of a relative. Um, he was out for that long? Yeah, for like a couple months. Oh my god. Yeah. So then um, he was released. Sorry, he was tried and incarcerated for this and kept in the closed prison in Kayseri. Thank god. And then he was released in February no. 2017.
1: For what? Why?
0: Like released. Like on
1: parole. Why, though? No. He got 169 years, that's the longest sentence we've heard
0: in this podcast. So he'd done 16. Well, he'd done 16 and a bit, (laughs) because he escaped for a little bit. And they were like, don't worry, mate, we'll just tack it on the end. (laughs) So he got released in February 2017. Oh my god. Has he killed
1: anyone
0: yet? what? Has he killed anyone yet? So... 2nd of August, 2018, a retired sergeant, uh, Sumi Yilmaz, aged 47, who was on duty as a security guard um, of a villa, was attacked and killed with a no. shotgun in his cabin by an unknown man who wore a balaclava and gloves. So there was like unknown. CCTV. <laughs> well, there was CCTV. So then he stole the man's handgun and some other valuables before escaping. The police then identified him through CCTV, like later of on, course. like walking away. He was arrested on the 7th of August and in his home they found the balakava, the gloves, two handguns that he had stolen from Sumi and the shotgun, which was the murder weapon, and 83 shotgun sh- shells that they must have missed the first time because that's like all the other murder like shotgun oh shells. Oh my god, so he got that one back from the one years ago. Yeah. Can they charge him for more stuff now then? So, he pled guilty in court and he said he had planned the crime over three days and had killed him because he liked his gun. That's why he killed him. Mm. Um, he was sentenced to life imprisonment after it was held that he had no mental I- issues that affected his criminal liabilities. So he's still in prison now. So is he actually going to stay in prison?
1: Like, is it? With no well, I don't know. This was only
0: last year, so who knows? Wait, because he's had his two years now, so he might be like out again sometime. Probably soon, working in a bakery somewhere. Hopefully not next week when I'm there. Yeah, hopefully not. So yeah, that's my that's my murder for this week. That's what I'm going into next week. Something is seriously wrong with the Turkish justice system. A hundred percent. I'll have to tell you about it later, like the other one, another time, because it was, it. You need that genuine reaction from it to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. But it's just they let people out, or they just whenever do, walk out of the prison whenever they feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> they have no security at all. They're just like, oh, we trust them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay.
1: I would do mine we have 35 views now I saw that buzzing I don't think that many of them are me anymore once represent we have the same moisturizer yeah I think you're the one that got me onto this you know I put it on before every night
0: out like so much of it and then like, you you glow you glow I use it for my elbows because I've got oh my God, dry don't. ass crusty
1: elbows <laughs> I've never moisturized
0: an elbow and
1: they're not dry at all it's because you Fuck ever her. moisturized
0: them it's because what? It's because you over moisturise them. No, if I don't moisturise them. them and now they're softer, now that I do. Oh my God, you should never have started moisturising them. <laughs>
1: Why? Because now you're in the cycle of always moisturising them. So, like, you'll always have to moisturise them now for the rest of your 80 years on this earth. You'll be moisturising your That's elbows. That's what my mum
0: said about shaving the th- my thighs as well. <laughs> Tell you what I should never have done is shave my arm hair as a kid. Oh, no. I got bullied. Oh. This guy used to sit next to a maths in year eight. Right? He sat next to me and he goes, Oh my god, your arms are so hairy for a girl. And then I went home and shaved my arms. Yeah. If he hears this, will we know we're talking about him? I hope so. Right, do yours. Enough of my childhood trauma.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling the episode enough of my childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, okay. Okay, so, as I've said, mine's from Hungary. I've actually done a unsolved case. Oh. It's technically unsolved, but we know who did it, basically. So it's one of them that's solved but they're not in Yeah, it's They've the most frustrating what? most frustrating thing I've ever heard. Okay go. Okay. okay, so I'm doing the disappearance of Helga Farkas. I think that's how you pronounce her name. But they also refer to them as the wolf family in the on Wikipedia. So I'm not sure if that's, like, the English translation of the name. But okay. everything was so badly translated, it's hilarious. I have to read you some of the quotes that's, like, translated <laughs> into English because I was dying. What language do they speak? In where? Hungary? Hungarian? Is that a language? That's the dumbest thing so. I've ever said, if it is a language. <laughs> I spoke Hungary wrong this morning as well. Yeah, I know, you spelled like, Hungary.
0: Is it Hungarian? <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm I'm (laughs) (laughs) done. Spoken by ninety eight point nine percent of the total population. (laughs) I didn't think it was the language, though.
1: It does sound like a language. They would
0: have spoke like German or something, but they they do speak German in there, but it's a German minority. Right. Okay. So it's badly translated (laughs) from Hungarian
1: to English. So, a little bit of family history for you before I talk about her being kidnapped. Mm -hmm. So, Helga was born in 1974, so she would be... She was born in 1974, so she would be 45 years old now. Um, And she disappeared when she was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. So, she lived with her family in a small town called Seged. It's spelled (laughs) S-Z-E-G-E-D. So, they lived in a small town called Seged. However you say that. And they lived and worked between another town called Osrashaza. I'm going to call it Osro or something for okay. short sure, because I feel like that's easier. So she lived with her mother and father and her sister called Kinga. And her family run uh, a bar, a pub, um, an ice cream parlour. And her father was like a very wealthy man and he had like a lot of businesses. Apparently he was mm-hmm. also like into gambling and stuff. So I'm not oh. sure... But I'm not really sure what that entailed. But, yeah. So, she was a very beautiful girl. And she ran in, like, wide circles of friends. So, she had a lot of people, like, really loved her.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And um, in the article, they describe her as, well, I've written, very like, she was very beautiful. But in the translation, it it, um, was striking phenomenon was the definition like translated oh. into English, and I was like, that's so cute. That is cute. I'd love to be called a striking phenomenon. Yeah. She was very pretty. You can see photos of her. For a yeah. 17-year-old, she looks much, much older. Okay. So, she had a boyfriend called Jocko Slapo or something like that. But I'm going to call him Jocko, because that's what they like nickname him in this article. And um, in the translation, it also says that he courted her. (laughs) Ah, I know, I know. Her disappearance takes place in June 1991, a week after a local newspaper published that her father's business turns over around 40 million Hungarian forint a year. And Mm -hmm. later, her father says that this was basically a call for her to be kidnapped because nowhere around them made that much money. Oh, right, okay. So they are very well for family. So, on the night of her disappearance, the 27th of June, they were her family were planning to go on a holiday. So her mum asked her to go take her car to a mechanic in the other town, Osro, near them. Mm-hmm. She leaves at home at 7pm, and her car was seen being driven out of this garage in Osro, with the lights turned off and a BMW following within close braking distance with three passengers inside of it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so at 9.30 when she doesn't arrive home her mother gets in her car and drives up and down the route she would have taken and can't find her so she gets home and she phones the police between 11 and 12 that night they receive their first blackmail call um he's using like a voice camouflage machine
0: what year is this?
1: 1991 okay yeah go on and um so he demands 500,000 forints I can't tell if I'm saying the name of the currency right either, but they still use the same. Florence. It's spelled F-O-R-I-N-T-S. Hungarian Forints. Okay, okay. I think.
0: We'll go with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is the first call. It's between 11 and 12, and they demand 500,000 forints, and it's actually her sister, Kinga, who picks up the phone at this point at 12 a.m. so an hour later her father arrives home from a business trip to budapest and at 2 a.m. he answers the next demand call for another 500,000 forints and they don't hear anything else oh the next day the police find her car um, nearby from looking at the seat how the seat's positioned they find that it was probably for a man around 180 to 185 centimeters in height They also find 44 footprints surrounding the vehicle and a full palm print on the mirror, and they still can't figure out who it is at this point. So they've got the palm print, but was he, like, not on the
0: system or something?
1: No, apparently not. Okay. So on the 29th, which is the next day, at 9.30pm, the father is sent to a payphone booth where he records the phone call. So this is the first one that's recorded by the police, but you can't hear the other end of the call. You can only hear his voice. Oh, right, okay. On that phone call, they hear her voice, so they know that she's still alive at this point.
0: Okay. So How long does it after she been
1: kidnapped, sorry? This is two days after. Oh, that's usually a good sign. I know. In terms of ransoms and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so they order surveillance of her boyfriend, but this is carried out badly by police, and he becomes aware that they're following him.
0: So the police are following him and they but they're not following him prop like discreetly. Yeah. yeah. So he just like realises
1: they're following him. Fucking it's like idiot. in Mindhunter when they're following that guy around and he buys them food and brings it over to their oh. car. So then they receive the final ransom call on June the thirtieth at two twenty PM. So this is the next day again.
0: Okay.
1: And this time the guy forgets to use his voice changer.
0: Idiot. He tries to
1: whisper <laughs> but um In a later study, they identify this as her boyfriend's voice with a 90% confidence level. So at this point, they're like, it's her boyfriend. He's got What a fucking
0: idiot. I know. Come on. How do
1: you forget? Like, you had one job. That's the most important part. (laughs) You're literally bringing them up.
0: Yeah. Sloppy serial killers, man.
1: I know. Then this, after this call, they disappear. So there's no more ransom calls or anything. So he basically realises, oh man, I fucked up. Okay. And, like, this is the last that they hear. Until July 18th, when their police receive a tip from a man who's calling them from a station in Munich, and he's like, sounds really stressed and, like, terrified and nervous on the phone call. He thinks that, like, something bad's going to happen to him, basically. But he tells them he heard overheard a conversation saying that they were taking her to Germany.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So... So the guy that called it in is just like someone that heard the conversation.
1: Yeah, they don't know okay. if he's involved or anything, but he's scared that he'll get face like retaliation from it. Okay. That's all we hear about the kidnapping. That's this it. is all on. This is all from Wikipedia and um, a Ger- uh, not a German, a Hungarian news source as well. Okay. So after the kidnapping in 1991, so this is the same year that she went missing. Her parents divorce. But they continue working towards finding her, and they're still working together to find her, to this day. Oh. I know. Um, Wait, so that's it? They don't, you
0: don't hear anything else about her at all? Well, let me tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Yuri Geller? I've heard the name before, but I don't know where.
1: So he's a TV personality and a self-proclaimed psychic
0: who okay.
1: apparently solved a case in England... By contacting him. the dead.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: In in the year 1992, on MTV One, he is on a TV show and he like begs the kidnappers to release her and give him any information about her death, whether she's dead or not, and like yeah. he's like begging for help. So the parents then pay him sixty thousand pounds to travel to Hungary, and um, work on the case with them. And do you know how? yuri convinces her father who's like this really smart guy he's turning over 40 million a year like he's not dumb yeah do you know do you know what they say in the article it's called delmega.hu is the website with this article on what do they say okay so on their journey back to the town that the family live in when they're with yuri um the father's like asking if he actually has special special abilities or if he's just lucky and like he asks him to convince him so he replies that he can convince him and that in a few kilometers they would see a horse-drawn carriage on the dirt road next to the highway with the horses wearing gray hats after a few minutes the horse carriage comes up with gray horses and a horse carriage and this is what
0: convinces the father what so he's just been past it before then probably yeah What the hell? And that convinces him. Yeah, and he pays £60,000. I guess you're kind of, of like, desperate in those times as well. I know.
1: And it's only a year after she goes missing, so you think, if she's still alive, are they still holding her for ransom and stuff?
0: Yeah. So, let's go to
1: present day. There is still no body found for the girl. However, the police believe that she is dead. And that it was... Jocko, her boyfriend, and his friend, Benedict, Benedict J, is what they call him. They think okay. that they held her in the garage, and, um, finally, they arrest the boyfriend, and they sentence him to ten years and two years, uh, ten years in prison, and after two years, he's paroled.
0: After two years, he was
1: paroled? Yeah, because it's only for kidnap. And they never, never
0: admitted to it?
1: No, never admit to the murder, they never found a body, but technically, she's still missing.
0: Oh, that's so. That's like. That's the kind of stuff that like haunts you, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine not knowing. So, her parents are still
1: campaigning to find her or find her body. They basically are still hoping she's alive and just somewhere in Germany or another country. I mean, you would though, but after how long's it been? I know, and the fact that she's not with her boyfriend anymore and it was him that called in the ransom note and stuff makes me think that she's definitely dead. Yeah, and she would have contacted them. After yeah. all this time, she would have contacted them. Because, like, who, who would she be with at the end of the day? He's He was in jail for two years. Yeah. It's oh just so annoying that they can't get a conviction for murder because they basically know that he did somehow but they have absolutely no evidence at all, not a body, nothing. How? I know, I don't know. I, it puzzles me that something, someone could just disappear like that and they never find a body or anything.
0: Especially in, like, the 90s and stuff, where there's literally, like, paper trails and there's, like, card trails. And and, and they're just, like,
1: 17-year-olds at the time, so how does he get away with doing that? Because that must have been his first
0: crime. He must have been working with someone else as well then. Yeah. It can't have just been him. He's not. He wouldn't have been intelligent enough at 17 to do something like that. And it says that three individuals
1: were in the car following, so it makes me think that more people were involved. And it's like some massive yeah. cover up by like
0: all the rich families in. Oh, because it was another rich family that did it?
1: Yeah, because she like ran in other
0: circles.
1: So parents he were was... involved
0: then, trying to protect their kids. Yeah, I, I'm. When you throw know. money at
1: things, they go away. Yeah. But yeah. Oh my god. There's not very many positives at the end of this story. That's Apart depressing. from her sister has now graduated from the University of Hungary with a law degree. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and their parents... Her parents are divorced but still talk and are still searching for their
0: daughter because, obviously, they can't close the case.
1: Well, imagine how much, like, of a
0: strain that will put on your marriage. I know. They got divorced the same year that it happened. A lot of parents, when kids and stuff go missing and, like, or die... Yeah. A lot of parents get divorced. Yeah. Because they start, like, arguing about it and, like, blaming each other and stuff. Yeah.
1: Also, I said in this that it was five hundred thousand forints. It wasn't, it was twenty five million, but that's equivalent to five hundred thousand pounds.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry,
1: that didn't sound like very much because there's so much inflation after like the communist regime was stopped. This was the first kidnapping after the regime was abolished. Like oh, right, okay. in Hungary.
0: Oh my god.
1: But yeah, like I, I converted my travel money the other day and I've I'm taking twenty five thousand with me. But it's <laughs> actually like eighty pounds. Can we take an eighty pound with you? Well, we're only there for four days, and it's really oh, cheap there. Like, a pint's one pound forty. Oh, that's well good. I know. I'm very excited. I was <laughs> looking at like little vegan cafes and stuff, and they have like meals for. It's like I can't remember what it is, but I tr- I like converted it,
0: mm-hmm. and it was like
1: three pounds
0: for like a massive meal, and that's the most expensive thing on the menu. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. See, that's why I'm excited to go to Turkey as well, because I, when I was there last time, cocktails were like 16 lira, and I was like, fuck, that's really expensive. It's like two quid. Yeah, it's so good. That's <laughs> like, when I'm at uni, that's like 10, it's like 10 pounds for a drink. Yeah, it's
1: 9.50 for a porn star martini. Like, what? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought it was going to be bad because of our whole, like, government at the moment in the UK is just like, lol, Brexit so like our pounds <laughs> dropped so much but it's still really cheap out there
0: yeah it's just equivalent to the euro not to everything else Yeah, everything else has stayed the same whoop whoop oh, no. apart from the dollar <laughs> Why? Wow, what's the dollar we're basically equal to it, we're like 1.1 now really? yeah it used to be like it was like 1 to 5 wasn't it no it was at one point, I remember googling it at 1, point at one to 5? yeah maybe when I was a kid though it used to be like five to eight,
1: if that makes sense. Like kilometers to miles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking environmental scientist here using kilometers to miles.
1: I learnt that from D V. E.
0: No, don't talk about D V. E. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's trekking around the shit?
0: countryside, getting lost, sleeping in a tent. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, because we're actually, I'm gonna talk about this now. Duke of Edinburgh. For anyone that, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Duke of Edinburgh is like a um, extra qualification you can do here in the UK, and you can do bronze, silver, and gold. <laughs> and it's like, you've got to, it's basically about like giving back to your community and then also going on like a hike in a moor on your own <laughs> at like 14 years old. It's and, the like... most confusing thing ever. <laughs> Goal is the worst because you have to do the hike on your own. You're not allowed to use
1: campsites or toilets. You have to dig a hole to shit in.
0: We didn't though, we found public toilets, didn't we?
1: Yeah. You're allowed to use them if you find them, but you're like not allowed to talk to the general public or like ask directions (laughs) or anything. Yeah, it's long.
0: You walk we walked like sixteen kilometres a day over moorland. And just it was so in the ring. So like you've got to volunteer on the side and you've got to you have like a skill and you've got to have like a physical thing that you're like pushing forward. And you have to do and six months of each of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then like for our last one, uh, gold, me and Amy went we were part of like a group together and we had to do it like four times because yeah. the first time one person in our group like nearly died
1: like genuinely nearly died he stopped
0: breathing in the middle of the night I know I think about it a lot
1: we had to stay in some
0: random stranger's house as well why did I why did they let us do that I was thinking about this I was talking to my mum about it the other day right so one of the people in our group like genuinely nearly died he stopped breathing we had to like run run we were in a forest so we had to run out of the forest yeah hours without an ambulance because we couldn't get signal anywhere so we had to run yeah, there was like oh. ten of us there, two different groups. There was like ten of us there, and but you're not supposed to talk to the other group. So, two lads from our group ran off to go get help, and then when they didn't come back for like forty minutes, I went. I went and woke the other group up, and we got them to help because it was like it's not like a hypothetical. Like he stopped breathing. We were like, okay, he was freaking out. Like, I was crying. Yeah. I just cried for like two days. So, yeah, so we ran to go get help. We found, like, we were, like, knocking on this random woman's door at, like, 3 in the morning, asking to use her phone, called an ambulance. And then some other woman came down that the other guys had found. So we ended up both getting to the phone at the same time. And then... Um, some other woman came down and then offered us for all to stay in her house that night, and Aww. the teachers just left us there. Yeah, our teachers were like, yeah, okay. I remember Dave saying, yeah, I had a quick whip
1: round and there was no large
0: knife, so I left them there. And I was thinking, what? I was thinking about this. Like, you, he hadn't, we could have, she literally, all of us were in one room. Like, they pulled all the cushions and stuff off the sofas and like laid them all down, so we were all just like lying on the floor and stuff going to sleep. She, they literally could have walked in with just, like a gun or something and taken us all.
1: They out, couldn't could they? have had a gun as well. This was like in the middle of UK rural farmland. Like no police there. They wouldn't have got there for like days. Well, they did. They took what
0: an hour to get there for. Someone hours. stopped breathing and they were like, "Oh, we'll be there in a couple hours. No like, worries." It was very traumatic. I just cried for
1: like a week after that. I didn't. I don't think I left the guy's house that it happened at. I was just well, like, then, "Are like... you okay?
0: Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> he like took a breath and you were like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, literally. Like it was bad and it was like, they just it was handled so badly because then we all went home the next day because he was like, "You can either carry on or you can go home." And yeah. we were like, "Well, we're not doing it without without the person." Like it happened to we we're going to stay as, like a group so we'll just like we'll go, we'll do, come back and do it another time. Yeah. And then he like literally went off at us on the way yeah, home. He tried to like, like
1: fail us all.
0: Yeah, he was like, I'm going to have to fail you all. And then he was like, he had a go at me because I shouldn't have gone off, even though the others hadn't come back in time. And, like, it was just all very... And then all our parents got involved and stuff we as well. We were kids at this point as well. We were, like, 14, 15 years old. How old were we? 14? Uh, we were, like, six, se- 17 at this point. okay.
1: I think we were 17. I was we're probably still kids
0: 16, yeah. We were still kids. Yeah, and
1: you don't turn around after leaving us in a random stranger's house, yell at us all because we ruined his statistics and we had, he had to fail a group that year. Because our mate stopped breathing. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it wasn't...
0: He, didn't, he ended up not failing us. Yeah, because, oh my God, all of our parents were like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. It was just handled very, very badly. Yeah. But still, like, D of A, fucking... It's just basically go go for a walk around the moors. Cause we also on the when we went and did it the last time, you sprained your ankle so bad that like we had to like completely take the laces out of your boots to take it yeah. off. Oh and my god! Of yeah, girl, the two other girls in our group like their knees like, swole, like swole up so bad. That wasn't even um that wasn't a
1: sprained ankle. I like pulled my Achilles.
0: Oh yeah, like, but it was like we had to take all the laces out. And then, like, I popped my hip out or something when we was walking on that <laughs> yeah. camel grass. It was bad. It was not. It sounds fun, but it isn't. Don't
1: try and walk 16 kilometers a day for five days without going into a, some sort of house to get a shower. Or we yeah. were eating like cold shit out of tins. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh my god! And you got to carry everything on your back as well. Like yeah, your tent, your tent everything?
1: everything, all your clothes, all your food for four days, all your water.
0: Yeah, you've like. They tell you to take like distilling tablets so you can fill up your water from, from
1: streams, streams.
0: <laughs> or your pee if necessary. <sighs> yeah, if necessary, but we we didn't get that. No bad. way. <laughs> and then like we, they were the places we camped as well were like so weird, weren't they? Like we first, yeah. <laughs> the first time was like in this opposite this field full of cows, and it was absolutely freezing cold.
1: Do you remember there was a rave next to our... We well, camped next oh, to a forest God. on the second night and there was a <coughs> raid going on in the forest. And the yeah, next we... day, we walked past like needles and shit everywhere. <laughs> we could hear it and we were like, Shall we go? Nah, yeah. we've got to walk 16 kilometres tomorrow.
0: Walk <laughs> and then, back like, We woke up and there's like a sheep right next to our tent, and I was like, Uh, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be more stereotypically British than DV. Like. <laughs>
0: pretty much oh. and they're like they're like yeah good luck see you later but they're like you would see them watching you like following you around because yeah. they've got to make sure that you don't die obviously so they're like following you around but like trying to be discreet and then like they're like two hills over from you with like their, their binoculars out like watching you <laughs> seeing what you're doing and we'd always like wave at them and they'd be like you're not supposed to pay attention to the fact we're following you around it's like it's it's hard <laughs> when you've got your binoculars in our face
1: we took um we had you have to do a project about your exhibition at uh oh my god you have to do a group project about your like walk and we took um disposable cameras and just made like this weird notebook with like this is when this happened and all of the photos are hilarious there's me with like
0: pulling a peace sign do you remember that photo where yeah. everyone's <laughs> yeah it was so funny and like we did videos and stuff as well and it's like how to how to like because there's a country cross code oh yeah. yeah how to open a gate and close it behind <laughs> you well that's our little close down story this week yeah we will we will actually start including people's stories next week i've got one if you
1: want me to do that one yeah
0: do it um basically i used to work with a solicitor and
1: like we I should do a crime there.
0: time intro it's time for crime it's crime time do <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's what we use every week. (laughs) Just copy that every week. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So I worked with a solicitor and don't use that. That's really fucking cringy. I'm going to use it. (laughs) I know who you are. (laughs) So I worked with a solicitor. Like I volunteered with him and um, we wouldn't use his name. Like all the solicitor's firm. But I volunteered with him and he was a land solicitor. But he used to be in criminal defence. So I was basically like, why would you go from criminal defense to land? Like that's crazy. Dead mate. Yeah. So then we were like talking about it and stuff, and then he was like, actually, there's one case that made me um, want to like not do it anymore. So I was like, okay, like tell me about it then. So he once he worked this case, and he did like a lot of like criminal defense, and he worked with the barristers and stuff, and then he. Did this one case where this, um, he was defending this guy who was being accused of rape. And this guy had said that this, the girl that he had raped, had stabbed him in the leg while it was going on. Like, it was according to this guy, it was consensual sex, and then she just turned around and assaulted him and like stabbed him with a knife in the leg. So then she was like, No, I didn't stab him, I didn't stab him, and like, I didn't agree to have sex either. So then this solicitor went to the house of the guy and found the knife that she'd like, she had stabbed him with. Oh. So, so he like bagged it out for evidence and stuff, and then gave it to the police, and then like that was admitted into court. So she had stabbed him, but this guy had raped her. And yeah. like but then she was caught in a lie. Yeah, so then she was caught in a lie, and then the jury didn't believe anything she said. So he got away with it basically. No. And but she like the day after this guy quit, because he was like, I'm not doing this, but like I can't do this for the whole of my life. Like I can't. It does. He's like, it's not a good feeling yeah like we were saying the other day you
1: have to like separate yourself from things morally and
0: what you have to do is your job in most yeah. cases a 100% and he was just like I can't do this like I can't get people up and like I couldn't and then like afterwards the barrister left he was like oh you're right to like drop him home and stuff <laughs> and this, this was like oh my god because obviously like Basically a barrister's like a is the one that like does all the talking in court and the yeah. the one that does like all the paperwork and stuff for it. In like really simple terms. So you can't like ignore what they say, you can't like not do what they ask basically, especially <clears throat> if that's what you want to do, like if you want to go up into being a barrister. So if yeah. you had to like drop this guy home and he was like making small talk with him in the car and stuff and he was just like it was the worst experience of my life. You would quit after that. A hundred percent. Definitely. So he just literally was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm really going to go into land instead.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So Okay, so our next episode's going to be a di- bit different. We put up a poll on Instagram asking you guys what you wanted to see us do a joint episode on, like, in-depth. And I know this isn't, like, a... It's not a unknown case, but I'm not sure if that many people will know all the details about the death of Princess Diana. Because
0: there's a lot of conspiracy surrounding it that is valid yeah yeah so that's what we want to talk about it's all about the UK royal family and and like we'll go into all of the details behind it and like all of the stuff that's been going on since and all of that kind of thing as well yeah so we're gonna do a joint episode we'll so have next to figure week out it's the princess diana special we're considering trying to figure out how to do it maybe live for you or not live but like stream it on youtube like Put a video YouTube. yeah yeah um, but we're still figuring that all we'll of that stuff out, so we'll have to like we'll keep you updated on it and stuff. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah. that is so that's episode it, yeah. three point two <laughs> completed. <laughs> you save this one. So thanks for listening, guys. Follow us at Mer Dignity on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. Follow yeah. us on Spotify because our first episode is live. We'll have a Facebook page by this, so yeah, just, like go to join our Facebook page. Uh, we just kind of want like that will be kind of like a cool like place to just chat about true crimes, give us ideas, share some memes on true crime, review us. Yeah, review you can us review on Facebook. We'll be on Apple and podcast with this episode as well. Yay! I'm excited to be on Apple. Because it's the third Apple. episode, so we're allowed to upload to Apple after you've got three episodes. A lot of people have been asking, and we're sorry, but you have to have three episodes to be on Apple. 100%. And we can't commit to two episodes a week just yet, because we have to
1: work. And we're going away, and we're just going back to uni, so... soon as well, we can get, we'll get back in the structure. flow,
0: yeah, we'll have yeah. a bit more structure and stuff. We've got exciting things coming, we're talking to a couple other podcasts, we we're not going to tell you here, but we're talking to a couple other podcasts about like join-ups and, like, guest appearances and it's all very exciting so we'll keep you updated on everything thanks for listening thanks guys bye
1: bye speak to you next week (laughs) (laughs) goodbye bye bye